Hello, and God bless you. Again this week, before the introduction, I want to pray and speak a blessing to each and every person who's listening. However, also again this week, I am asking each of you to please continue praying for our young people who are falling victim to illness, sickness, and disease. As stated last week, although there are several that I know of personally, I won't single any of them out with the exception of Mandy Williams. I'm calling her name because her mother specifically asked that her prayer partners would spread her daughter's name in request for prayer. Mandy is having an autoimmune issue, which is also affecting her with a form of psychosis. Mandy is a very young teenager, but she's not the only young person who's under attack. I have a great niece, along with the young woman who I love like a granddaughter, as well as the sons, daughters, grandsons, and granddaughters of some of you who are listening. They are others that are younger and older than Mandy. So my sisters and brothers, I'm asking each of you to please pray. Also, I would like to reiterate that the podcast is now open for anyone who would want the names of their loved ones mentioned specifically for prayer. Although I pray on a daily basis for those of you who listen to the podcast, sometimes one may have the need with specific requests. Get them to me and I will call them out during this time. Also, when and if you send them, please specify whether or not you want your names or requests mentioned publicly. Father, I pray, petition, and make requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages and podcasts that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. I pray for Mandy Williams, as well as my great niece, the young woman I love like a granddaughter, and so many other young people who are under physical, mental, and emotional attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. I ask, Father, again, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Father, I thank you that you allow us to see your faithfulness as in the healing of the little boy we prayed for last week, as well as the woman so many of us were praying for this week past and on whose behalf you moved so mightily. She is continuing to improve day by day because you are moving in her life day by day. What an awesome God you are. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely and that all we put our hands to will be blessed. I pray and make requests to you, Father, that each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening along with their families will walk in covenant with you 
all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousandth generation, Jesus, should you tarry. I make these requests petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I welcome you to another episode of the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I'll be sharing with you from a message that God actually gave me several years ago. Early last week, as I was in prayer, our Father strongly brought this message back to my spirit and reminded me of when he spoke to my spirit, telling me to tell his people, as Joshua said to Israel, put your foot on the neck of these five kings. This week's message is entitled, put your foot on his neck or he'll put his foot on yours. There would be no other reason that our Father would have me to share this particular message except for the fact that what many of you, your family members, neighbors, church members, communities, and friends are going through right now is one of the greatest battles you will ever fight. I haven't talked or ministered on spiritual warfare to this degree in quite some time. So apparently our father knows that it's needed. He also wants us to know that we're the winners. There are certain things that people will talk about the generations, things like hurricanes, the civil rights movement, certain presidents, and many other things. These matters will be discussed because of the effect that it has and will have on generations yet to come. The battles that you're fighting right now will not only be talked about, but it will also affect you and your descendants for generations yet to come. But please let me remind you again that you're in this thing to win. That's right. As the old expression goes, you're in it to win it. Joshua 10, 20 through, to, through 25 reads in the New International Version. Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me. So they brought the five kings out of the cave. The kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon. When they had brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, Come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. In Joshua 10, the first verse reads, Now Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its kings as he, as he had done to Jericho and its kings, and that the people of Gibeon had made a treaty of peace with Israel and had become their allies. 
About 24 years ago, when I first moved to this little town where I live, God ministered to me from this particular chapter in the book of Joshua. After reading from this account of what occurred, God spoke to me and said, name five ruling principalities ruling over your family, your city, your parish, state, and nation. Then put your foot on the neck of these five things. To put your foot on the neck of someone means to be in a superior and dominating position. It's to have someone or something at your mercy and to have complete control over them. This is how God wants us to dominate and control the enemy who has tried to dominate and control us. Adonai Zedek was one of the kings in the territories that Israel fought, and even before Israel attacked, they knew they would be defeated. So it is with the enemy that we're facing right now. He already knows that we've won and he's lost. And just like the king of Jerusalem, then our enemy attempts to do the same thing now. He brings other things against us in an effort to destroy us before we get our victories. Adonai Zedek tried to rally other enemies against Israel in hopes that they would win. But let me remind each of us, the fate of the enemy in our lives has already been determined. Just as God told Joshua in the seventh verse that they had the victory, God has already told us that we are the winners. The enemy knows that you're coming and possessing what God has promised you. We're taking what's ours and we're taking back what the enemy has tried to take from us. That includes our health, our joy, our peace, prosperity, and every good thing that God has already given us. And that also includes all the promises he has made for us in the future. But we all know that the enemy doesn't give up. He continues to plot and plan against us. He literally uses forces to attack and hopefully defeat us in other areas of our lives. He uses these forces to bring discouragement, sickness, disease, depression, or whatever else he thinks will cause us to give up and lose. But as I've always said, we will not give up. We will not let go and we will not be defeated. Remember, Satan desires to be like God, so he will mimic the things that God does, but he can only imitate them. What Satan does is a sham, a caricature, or a parody of God. He can never, ever duplicate the power and true purpose of our Father. Everything God does in our lives has a purpose and is always a purpose for good that will glorify his name. The enemy comes not just with plots against us, but his plots and plans against us also has a purpose that he desires to accomplish. 
His plans and purpose for the people of God, for us and our families, is that we would always walk in bondage and defeat. But I can hear so many of you saying right now, Satan is a lie. We shall have all that our Father has ordained for us so that we will walk in victory. God had given the command to Israel to go in and possess the land. They were to occupy the territory given to them and glorify the Father. They were to go in and show other nations what an awesome God he was and still is today. That same mandate continues. We're to possess the territories that the enemy now occupies in our lives. Wherever he is or whatever he's doing, we're to go in and take from him what God has ordained for us to have. However, the enemy knows this and his plan is to stop us from receiving what God has decreed concerning us. God has commanded that we grow, advance, develop, mature, and produce he wants us to be overcomers and not only to obtain, but also to maintain our victories. It is not his will that we ride roller coasters going up and down, back and forth between victories and defeats. And just as Adonai Zedek knew that Israel was coming to defeat him, the enemy knows the same thing about us. And again, he's using every tactic and ploy to stop us. But we must all know and remember this. There are only certain things that God will allow him to do in our lives. The enemy realizes that the things that will work against you may not work against me and vice versa. Therefore, every plan that he uses against each of us is basically designed specifically with each individual in mind. He knows already that he's defeated, which means he also knows that we shall receive our victories, but he still wants to at least try to stop them. No, he doesn't know our futures with specifics. But he does know that as long as God is on our side, he can't win no matter what. Unless we choose to give up, let go, lose hope, and give in. However, we will hold on to the same words that Joshua spoke to Israel because God is speaking them to his sons and daughters right now. Whatever battle you may be fighting at this time, stop being afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid of the cancer diagnosis. Don't be discouraged when the children are being rebellious or even if they get on drugs. Don't be afraid when your mate is being unfaithful. Continue to be strong and encouraged because you know there's more that's for you than those who are against you. 
for this first episode and throughout this series. Let's always remember to stop fighting our battles in the flesh and name the principalities, name the five ruling things that are trying to destroy your life and your families. Poverty, hatred, racism, division within the families, sickness and disease, mental illness, lack of education, generational curses, or whatever you know is trying to destroy your family, name them. Name the five things, the five ruling principalities, and put your foot on its neck. Take authority in the good land that God has given you and continue to trust in the Lord our God. And finally, sisters and brothers, let me bring one other thing to our attention that I believe is very pertinent. In the 24th verse of the 10th chapter, it reads, When they brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. We need to understand that every citizen of Israel didn't put their feet on the necks of the enemy. It was the commanders who went forth with Joshua. There are those of us whom God has placed in leadership position, whether it's as heads of churches, families, communities, or business, know your positions and stand strong in them. You are the commanders in this warfare. There might even be some who are listening who are actually incarcerated. But yet and still, God has called you as a commander, a leader, and one who has spiritual authority. And let me say that when someone has authority over, an, over a situation, they don't have to yell, scream, and shout. They don't need to get all sweaty and out of breath. It's a spiritual battle, so fight it spiritually. Whenever Jesus dealt with the enemy, it wasn't with screaming, yelling, or fear. It was with the authority that he knew he had. We know the word of God, and his word says that our weapons of warfare are not carnal. So let's stop fighting the enemy as though they are. What Joshua did in the natural realm, we are now doing in the spiritual realm. And just as God gave Israel the victories then, he's giving them to us right now. So again, put your foot on the neck of the enemy who's trying to take the victory from you, your families, and the things that God has given you authority over. Until next week, continue to stand strong. Don't be afraid. Be encouraged. And please join me again next Monday for part two of the series. If you don't put your foot on his neck, he will put his on yours. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. 
I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each and every one of you.